started writing Food for the Archons as a book of despair after watching my father die in 2013. During his transition, I experienced a series of paranormal and psychic events that left me feeling that I had either gone completely crazy or fell into humanity's darkest secret. I spent the next five years conducting extensive research, and I quickly learned that what I had experienced was real. My journey brought me to an understanding that showed me that despite the terrifying reality of an unseen predator, we as humans have a forgotten power. Just knowing this brings us tremendous hope in what once seemed a dark reality. I wrote this book for me in hopes of gaining a better understanding of our reality and relationship to it, but my hope is that you will find as much value in reading it as I did in writing it. I am human, food for the Archons, humanity's psychic connections, simulated realities, parallel worlds, and the manipulation of mankind. It's available on Amazon.com and at SixthSenseMedia.net and wherever books are sold. I'm Dennis Nappy II, reminding you to let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Are you following your dreams? Can you hear what your intuition is trying to tell you? Or has everything gone silent and you're stuck navigating what may feel like a chaotic experience with no clue in what direction to turn? Sometimes in life, we lose our way. And for those of you out there who guide by your intuition, sometimes we can't hear that voice or that connection anymore. What do we do when that happens and how do we find it and reconnect with it? Hi, Truth Seekers. Dennis Nappy II here with Sixth Sense Media and the Seeker Podcast. I'm going to share a bit of a journey that I'm on right now where I'm experiencing a moment of clarity. And it's exciting because it's been few and far between when I have moments like this. I'm recording this, I guess, probably in part for me. So when I get down into the clouds again and can't find my way. I'm hoping I can listen to my own words, but I also hope that you will find some direction or some support through, uh, through these experiences that I'm, that I'm going to share with all of you. I want to talk about my intuition. I want to talk about some of the challenges I faced uh, over the last year. And I want to talk about how things like Reiki and remote viewing have influenced what I'm doing. Uh, or in some cases, maybe hindered what I'm doing uh, and how I think we can all use these skills to find our way again. Uh, the last, this last bout has been, uh, has been a challenge for me, starting with this holiday season. Um, working for a school, things are challenging. Life is difficult, as, as is the norm when you work in education. And so we were so excited for our winter break, which was uh, about two weeks before Christmas. And that Friday comes around, I get home and I look at my five-year-old. I have three kids, a five-year-old, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. I look at the five-year-old and she's coughing and she's got this sinus thing going. And I went, oh no. And it turns out she had the flu and it spread to every single one of us in the family. And here we are now sick the week before Christmas. We had to cancel all sorts of different holiday plans. This was supposed to be our vacation, our time to recharge. And it really just wiped us out. It wiped me out. 
my exhaustion was mostly from like taking care of, uh, of the kids. And then I was sick a little bit, but nothing too bad. But then just trying to recover, uh, it, it fried me and it stressed me out. And I realized this was our third year in a row being sick and, uh, you know, missing our, our, our holiday, our winter break here. And I really started thinking about things and I, and I promised this is going to be a deeper story. Um, once a few more things are in place, but a few years back during the height of COVID, um, I had a, a realization of something that I thought was a, a good direction for my family, for myself and my family. And it was an intuitive feeling. I acted immediately on it and we started taking action steps as a family and it was amazing. It was, uh, the experience that we began was absolutely amazing. And then over time, I began to doubt myself. I began to creep in all of these, well, what if, and this could go wrong and this is crazy. And what if this happens? And which I tend to do from time to time. Um, so I moved away from that process, that change that we were putting into place. But every year around this time, over the last two, three years, I still feel it. I still wonder. And I think I've finally reached a place where my connection with what my intuition is telling me is louder and more sustainable than the voices of fear uh, inside my mind. And I'm, I want to take action. And I hope that in a few months, I'll have an update for all of you with the whole backstory on what exactly I'm talking about. But regardless of what I'm talking about, um, I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to explain here and hopefully can relate it to your own lives. Uh, I'm unhappy with certain aspects of my life uh, and the way that I'm living my life. And I look around and I always ask myself, you know, what do I want to do? Where am I going? And I usually know. And lately I've, I've lost that. And I'm just getting up every day, going to work and going through the motions as opposed to working towards something. So I've had a lot of things going on in my mind. I've been doing a lot of soul searching, trying to find my way. And um, one of the things I've been doing, you know, I'm, I'm a Reiki practitioner, I'm a Reiki teacher. And I've been working on a Reiki course for those interested in taking Reiki one uh, and learning more about Reiki. So I'm in the process of drafting uh, my curriculum and I've uh, been studying up on things. And I've also been really applying myself to my morning Reiki meditations. You know, every morning I get up, I do yoga and I meditate um, and I shift up the different types of meditations I do. But over the last probably month and a half now, consistently every morning, I've been doing a Reiki meditation, Reiki self-care that I'm letting my intuition kind of guide me through these meditations. And I've had some of the most powerful uh, meditative experiences that I've ever had. Um, they've been very profound for me. And I, I think it's helped me to realign with where I'm supposed to be with the track that I was on. And I feel that I've, I've ventured off of. I've thought a lot about why am I venturing off the path? And I, it's not hard to see it when you, when you go on social media, when you turn on the news, 
when you talked with your colleagues and your family, everybody's talking about the scary things that are happening in the world or the changes that are happening in the world. And, and um, it's a lot to process. And we become sometimes dogmatic about how we view the world, which is, I think, natural. Um, we have to have a, a standard baseline structure for processing society and civilization in our own existence. But I think sometimes you reach a point where that belief and that worldview puts a limit on what is possible for us. And I'm realizing that that's exactly what I was doing to myself. Fear gets the best of me. And I'll sit here and say, yep, this is what my intuition is telling me. And then right away in remote viewing, you know, we call it our conscious mind. For me, it steps in and goes, yeah, but what about this? And it's dangerous and it's going to cost money. And all of these things just start screaming at me. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's a risky idea. I'm not going to do it. And it's gotten so bad where now I'm just in this position where I just feel stuck. So I'm working real hard to not let the future, my fear of the future, dictate my present existence. Trying not to let my beliefs about the world and about reality dictate me finding happiness and joy in the things that I want to do because I'm afraid of negative potential. I'm trying to focus on what's positive and what positive potentialities exist out there. And it's tough because we're bombarded constantly with these negative signals. Now I've, I've said it, I know I said it on a recent podcast and I've been saying it for years. You know, my slogan is, is let your intuition be your guide. But years ago I started saying, you know, develop a meditation practice, learn a skill set like remote viewing, because there will come a time. And I believe we are in that time right now. And this is not an end times uh, conversation here. We're just in one of those difficult times where it's hard to find your intuitive voice. And in looking at, you know, in past shows, I've looked at AI, I've looked at media manipulation, um, you know, the influence of everything in our lives and how it, it can shape our thoughts and our feelings and our choices and our actions. We're so vulnerable if we're not aware of our own internal processes. We have to learn what is my voice and what is the voice of someone or something else. And sometimes that someone and something else doesn't have to come from something fantastic. It could simply be something you heard on TV or something that a family or a friend, a family member or friend said to you. Or it could be a, a signal that's out there that we intuitively pick up on that's not ours and it doesn't serve us. Um, so the more we practice that introspection and that meditation uh, or something like remote viewing, I think the better prepared we are to recognize these signals that I'm getting and acting on are not serving me. They're not coming from me. I need to connect with my own voice. So I've been, I don't want to say following, but I've been listening to these other signals that have been coming in for so long and it's just frozen me. And I was able to take a step back and really go back to, you know, asking myself, when is the last time I felt intuitively driven what was it and it was that choice from a few years ago and as soon as i reconnected with that feeling a whole bunch of things started to open up for me i want to share a couple of things i want to share um one of my meditations 
one of the things that I saw and that I perceived that I think is very interesting and, and very relevant. Um, I'm going to be sharing uh, some more of these insights that I'm, that I'm, you know, these experiences, I should say, from these meditations, because I, I just, I think they're really cool and they're really insightful. And I think they could probably um, maybe bring some light into your journey as well, hopefully. Um, but this one in particular, this was before Christmas, everybody's sick and I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm staying consistent with my meditations. I'm going to read um, what I have here. Uh, from this experience, then I'll talk about it. But I wrote, interesting experience today. Uh, At my crown chakra, I felt a blockage. Energy was not flowing up and out. I felt blocked from higher. I tried to open, but then realized energy wanted to flow inward. I needed to look within to find answers. At that realization, my sacral gave a defensive burst. There's something within myself that I don't want to face. I then had weird imagery of baby clams, millions of them lifted above the sand, screaming awfully. They were in pain and felt it and, and, uh, and felt it when removed from the security of their sand. So I'm sorry, they were in pain and felt it when removed from the security of their sand. It seemed as if they were going to die, but lacked understanding of the bigger picture and their collective power. They were now over the earth, and this may have been a metaphor for humanity. A sense of powerlessness and hopelessness. They cannot influence the greater power over them. But then I heard, one only has to change one thought. Suddenly a white burst of electricity spread through all of them, and the visions changed to a man. He may have been the higher power or a representative of change. He was walking and suddenly changed direction. What thought needs to change? This is how social media is being used. So this was this is a really cool experience for me. Where at first I'm, I don't usually have visual experiences. Um, you know, when I'm exploring other states of consciousness, usually I'll, I'll get a feeling or an intuitive knowing uh, or an understanding, or I'll get a glimpse, of, like in remote view, I get a quick glimpse of something, and then it's it's gone. And I've been having through these meditations without taking anything. Um, in some cases, it has felt like a full psychedelic experience. And I wonder if I'm just tapping into the astral plane with how profound and, and visual these experiences have been. But with this experience here, um, you know, it was interesting seeing how I'm looking for answers. And then all of a sudden, I, I get this burst in my my sacral chakra point, which is my fear center. Um there's like something I don't want to face and it starts to shut me down. And then I see all of these baby clams, which I suspect was some kind of metaphor. Clams are, they're pretty vulnerable, right? They're just sitting there in the sand. They can go up and they can go down, but they're at the mercy of the waves, at the mercy of, you know, is the, the tide coming in and coming out of the birds that come down and may eat them or of people who come through and pick them up. They seem like a very vulnerable thing. And the experience I had of picking them up, I just heard these horrible screams and realizing like they don't understand they're part of a bigger cycle here. There's a reason why there's millions and millions and millions of them. But then it was this, it went from this helpless feeling to something of, it's so simple. You just have to change one thought, right? You just have to change one thought. And then this electricity, this white light just went out over all of them. And the next visual was of a man walking on the beach. And then he changed directions. And the impression that I got from that experience was that because that one thought was changed, 
it had an energetic effect throughout the entire collective consciousness. And it was able to influence this man from going originally down this path onto another path. I think that applies to all of us. Sometimes we only have to change one thought. And that one thought might just be the inspiration we need to start a chain reaction within ourselves to chart a new course. Sometimes changing a thought is hard. Sometimes we're so locked into our paradigms. If, if you're listening to me now, if you're still listening to me and you've been listening to my show for a long time, uh, I, I can make the assumption, I'm sure you've been through this journey where you believe the world is this way. That's how we get on this journey sometimes, right? Like, I believe this is how the world is. And then you're given an experience or a piece of information or you witness something that doesn't fit your worldview. And it creates a chain reaction of events and it's, it changes your life. Sometimes that change is traumatic and hard and difficult and scary. Sometimes it's just a change. But sometimes that starts with just a thought. And I had that thought. I acted on that thought and then I shut it down. And now I feel myself realigning with that energy. And when I think about now moving forward into the future, I feel that pull. And this is supported by some uh, interesting remote viewing project that I worked on, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that right now. But I feel that pull, that connection um, to where I think I'm going now. Where before I felt so weighed down, so limited because my beliefs, my understanding, my knowledge of how the world works and the direction the world is going, I used that as I interpreted that as putting limits on what I can do. And that's not the case. Um, but I had to quiet those beliefs. I had to quiet and open myself up to other possibilities. And I think that I'm, I think that I'm on a good course right now. And it feels really good. Um, it feels really good to be charting a course forward and, uh, and having, I guess, having hope again into uh, what I'm doing. So as I'm, as I'm building my, my Reiki curriculum, um, obviously I'm, I'm reviewing uh, you know, the books and experiences, and I'm, I'm looking at the history of Reiki at one point, um, and Master Asui, those of you who aren't familiar with Reiki, um, or what it is, it's a, uh, it's a Japanese stress reduction and relaxation technique that involves the laying on of hands, where the hands can hover just above the body, um, but it has shown to reduce stress and help with pain management, in addition to, um, you know, all these other fun intuitive experiences that happen to open up uh, when you start practicing or, or receiving Reiki. Um, but Reiki was this version of Reiki, Usui Reiki was was discovered um, by someone by the name that referred to as Master Usui out of Japan. Now, Master Usui, when when you think about who this person was, he was a truth seeker, like all of us. He was searching for enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment. And he uh, was well educated. He studied a lot of different disciplines. He traveled. Um but he was always searching for that, that higher understanding and peace, uh, much like the Buddha looking for that state of nirvana, right? So at one point in his journey, he was studying under another master and going through this process uh, of trying to achieve a particular state of enlightenment, the 
name of which has escaped me right now, this process, but he was going, trying to achieve this thing where you get, you receive this enlightenment and you're at peace and everything. And after about three years, he realized that it, it wasn't, it wasn't working for him. He wasn't getting where he wanted to go. So his teacher suggested a more extreme method for him to go through. And that method involved a significant amount of fasting and meditating. And what his teacher told him is that you must be willing to die in pursuit of this quest. And over the past couple of days, that has resonated with me. Now, I have zero interest in dying. And this is not about uh, being morbid or I'm going to go risk my life in pursuit of what I'm looking for. But... I think when you think about the value of what you're searching for, then it has to be worth it. You have to be willing to risk it all in pursuit of some of these things that sometimes feel uh, crazy. They feel um, it's these intuitively led big decisions, big leaps and big bounds. doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you have to be willing to, to risk it all for some of these things. And if you have that thing that's been gnawing at you for, for years and years and years, or, you know, or for a long time, and you, you step away from it because of all the fears and potentials of bad things that can happen, and then you keep coming back to it, chances are that's that intuitive signal line that's still there, that's still available, and you harmonize with it, but then the noise of the world gets in your way and you stop pursuing it. At least that's what's been happening with me. So I thought about the, the wisdom that came out of uh, master of Sui's experience. And, you know, ultimately what happened was he went, he went through this journey, um, you know, and it involved him fasting, uh, and meditating. And he was up in, in a mountain in Japan where there's a waterfall. And they think that, you know, that one of the meditations that people would do is they'd stand under this waterfall and it would, it would pound on your crown chakra. And they said it was helped to open you up. So after about 21 days of fasting, he's feeling absolutely horrible. Uh, you know, he has this, spiritual experience a spiritual awakening and that's when he encountered reiki energy um and as he's you know running down the mountain to talk about his experience you know said it struck him like lightning he fell and he hurt his foot and he reached down with his hands to hold his foot in pain and he found that the pain went away and through that realization of what had happened is how he developed his method of administering channeling Reiki. So I find that inspiring um, given that the, the changes that I'm feeling pulled to. And I feel that through my daily Reiki meditations, um, I, I know that I've had a ton of blockages and a ton of attachments to things that are not serving me. And I've been able to go in and loosen up and release a lot of those blockages. And I've had some very profound experiences. Again, I want to share it in future conversations with all of you. Um, but those, those experiences have been very insightful for me. And the other piece that I'm realizing that I realized just today is that sometimes my meditation, I'll go through and I'll, I'll work my process in the morning and I'll be disappointed. Like, Hey, I didn't go anywhere today. I didn't travel to this, you know, this crazy looking world and get these really deep insights or interactions. Um, but then throughout the day, before the noise gets to me, I, I get insights. It reminds me of like when I was doing the podcast all the time. I was constantly, because I was tapped in to a certain signal. 
I would constantly be getting hit with ideas and things to talk about, things to explore really. And for me, that's just new things that I need to learn. And I was excited to share it with all of you. I feel that coming back right now. I feel that that through my Reiki practice, I've loosened up a lot of things and I've been able to look within and recognize what's serving me and what's not serving me. And um, as a result, I think those ideas that I need to come to me are now uh, have a little bit easier time getting to me and being brought to the forefront of my conscious awareness. So I'll have more uh, on that. I'll have more on my Reiki course coming out soon. Um, you know, my, by soon, my goal is in the next, within the next few months to, to really have all this up and running. Uh, I'm also in the process of putting together um, a free uh, Reiki slash meditation challenge in support of another project I have uh, coming out, which is a Reiki journal um, that I want to share with all of you as well. So uh, I know I'm giving a commercial here, but if you're interested, please continue to check back and, and actually please drop me a note um, so I can reach out to you. Uh, once everything's up and running. So lots of good stuff coming on that. Uh, I want to talk about remote viewing as well and what an influence it's it's been on me. Um, you know, in my life, you guys, a lot of you out here on YouTube who are watching this on YouTube have supported my my remote viewing work. Um, you know, the good, the bad, and and the ugly is what I try to share to give a, a real snapshot of, you know, it's not always I sit down and all of a sudden I got this great session and yay, I'm psychic and I can predict things. There's a lot of misses. There's a lot of um, misinterpretations of data and frustration points. But the journey for me is worth it when you have those moments of, wow, I really did experience something. I really did learn something. I really did provide information that was valuable to somebody. Um, so I, every month I share my my world events predictions. I didn't do it this month. I did the session, but I didn't have a chance to share it. Um, and it's been insightful for me, but I'm, you know, it also leaves me thinking a lot about the future uh, and what's possible and what's coming. And sometimes when you look at the future, whether you intend to or not, it tends to limit your worldview, your of your belief in what's possible. Um, so I struggle with how do I want to do my world events predictions because it's a really fun skill to try to develop, but it has created a lot of stress for me. Um, so the jury's out on how I'm going to proceed with that. Two months ago, I started doing, um, I started targeting one story as opposed to trying to get this whole collection of stories uh, and just bringing back one, the biggest story you know, that the majority of human consciousness was focused on in a particular month. So what I predicted for December, I really, did, I saw elements of things come true. I had information about a guy, a pilot ejecting from an airplane, and there was a uh, a test pilot that did have to eject from an airplane, but I was tapped into a much bigger story that felt more like uh, a story of conflict of a plane being shot down and a pilot jumping out. And uh, it, it felt like the buildings of a battle scene. Um, you know, the buildings of a, a greater multi-continental conflict. Um, but that didn't come true, fortunately. Um, so I'm still working on trying to understand that data. So I did a very similar session again for January, looking at the future. And I, I've got a, uh, I did the session in December. I have it timestamped, but I didn't upload it to YouTube. Um, and that's just because everybody was sick and, and stressed and all that stuff. I didn't have time to put that out there. 
but I had a water event. Uh, it was like a bursting of energy and a water event. Um, it could be tied into California. I'm not sure if, if it is with what's going on in California right now with all the flooding. Um, so I'll see if I'm going to share that data and, and talk about it. But so I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh, how I want to proceed when it comes to world events. There's so much we don't know about how this all works, how time flows and what happens when you look at the future and where's this information coming from? And is it, is the future completely written or is it possible to be changed? Now I'm, I'm leaning towards the future can be changed. However, some events are harder to alter than others. Um, you know, Ingo Swan's book, Psychic Literacy, talks a great deal about people who had premonitions of their own deaths and the people who listened to that premonition were able to avoid their own untimely death. And the people who did not listen to it, uh, you know, ended up carrying out what their intuition, their dreams were telling them they died. So I think that um, things can change. I don't think it's some kind of abomination. I think, I think in the bigger picture right now, with my tiny perspective, I say that with that caveat, I think that the future is working towards some version of perfection and constantly adjusting the past, whether it's creating new timelines or altering our present one. I don't have that level of understanding at this point in my journey. So all that being said, um, I think I've spent too much time focused on what's going to happen in the future and not enough time focused on what do I need to do now? Um, sometimes it's a good idea to work with the end goal in sight. And some, if, if that is serving you, but if that end goal is not serving you, then you need to find another goal to focus on. And that's been my, uh, the work I've been doing lately. So, um, 2023, uh, is going to be an excellent year. I'm going to call 2023 the year of change and the year of opportunity. I know we look at 2023 being a year of challenges, which that might be true, but I think it's, it's what we make of it. And if we can find what our intuition is telling us, if we can find that that goal to work towards, then it makes those challenges more bearable because we're working towards something. If you've lost your voice, if you've lost that connection to intuition, um, the biggest piece of advice I can, I can give you is to try to disconnect from everything and take some time to not listen to anything. Don't even try to find your intuitive voice. Just Try to quiet the noise, go for a walk in nature, uh, sit and meditate and meditate regularly. The experience gets easier and it gets better. And one day you'll start to hear those voices again. You'll start to get those ideas and you'll start to realize, okay, this is the direction that I need to go in. Um, we can find that voice despite all the noise that is uh, currently surrounding us. Uh, so I'm hopeful, my friends, I'm hopeful. So as for Sixth Sense Media uh, and the Secret Podcast and things that I have planned for 2023, um, some of these announcements will come a few months down the line. 
but for the most part, I, I would love it. Um, you know, look for the release of my Reiki one course that's coming hopefully soon in the next few months. Um, you can look for more secret newsletters with, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I'm working on. I'm involved in some amazing remote viewing projects. I'm project manager for our Hellfire target right now. I can't reveal the target because it hasn't been revealed to the team yet, but it is awesome if you'd like to our other targets. So there's a great project coming from Hellfire uh, shortly, hopefully in the next month, because I have almost all the sessions in now. We'll have a product out there for all of you to review and, and look at and watch. But it's... um. This is one of those projects that's going to make you think and it's going to go, you're going to go, wow, it's really, really cool data that we have coming in there. So I'm excited about that. Um, the the Reiki one course, in addition to that, I have uh, a Reiki, I'm not sure if we're going to call it a medit five-day meditation challenge or a Reiki challenge. It's going to go in support of uh, my new book that's coming out soon. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a journal, actually. It's called My Reiki Journal. And uh, it's about 100 pages. And there's a ton of guided writing um, prompts in this book. Um, and the idea behind it is to help you build a deeper connection to Reiki uh, energy and to really reflect on the processes and the processes and the things that happen inside you to create that introspection so you can find a deeper connection spiritually um, to Reiki and to yourself and to your own journey. I'm really proud of this project. I finished it about a year ago and then I've just been sitting on it. Now I think I'm finally in a position where uh, I'm going to start you know, building this up and putting a launch together for it. So check back for that as well. If, if Reiki is something that you're interested in, um, Reiki has certainly changed my life and it's helped me through some, some very dark times. I know when I first started hearing about Reiki, I thought it was uh, a complete money-making scam really. And, you know, when I went through my Reiki, I got my Reiki one attunement. Um, I remember the very first time I gave Reiki in training to a classmate um, and I've talked about this in the past, but I put my hands on her and all of a sudden in front of me, I saw like a see-through pair of tiny purple lungs. They were just floating right out in front of me. And I said, well, that's strange. You know, she says, what do you see? I said, well, I see purple lungs floating in front of me and I've never seen anything like that before. That's really weird to me. And she paused for a minute and she says, well, I have asthma. And just the other day I had a really bad asthma attack and my chest is still inflamed from it. Um, so that was my validation that, yes, there is something to this. And what Reiki gave me, it gave me a process. It gave me a set of uh, procedures to follow to do better at turning on this these abilities and turning them off. And it gave me a deeper way to connect with, um, you know, intuition and psychic data. And remote viewing has done the same thing with the structure that remote viewing provides. It gives you a system a process to go through to connect with uh, really energy and information that can serve us. Um, so whatever system you practice, that system is there to support you in your own growth and development. Uh, take the time, learn a system uh, and use it now more than ever. As I, I can go back, listen to my older shows. I said it, there's going to come a time when you're going to need to be able to differentiate between what's your own voice and what's the noise coming from external sources. And I think we're in that time right now where now more than ever, listening to your own voice is so much more important and valuable 
than to what the signals are telling you. So lots of good things. I have a lot of hope for, for what's coming, uh, you know, coming down, you know, through this channel, through this platform. Uh, I'm thankful for all of you who have been with me through the ups and downs because I get into these funks sometimes. Um, but Heroi is just so supportive whenever I post something and, and encouraging. And I, it really means the world to me and to those who support my projects. For those of you that have written reviews on my books uh, recently, thank you so very much for your for your kind words. The Hive's doing pretty well. Proof of the Archons is doing great. Uh, if you haven't checked those out, please check those out as well. Um, you know, many more, uh, many more to come, many more endeavors coming on that. So thank you to all of you. Uh, I know we're about two weeks into the new year, but I hope you all have a happy, healthy, and safe new year where you find that intuitive voice and are able to start manifesting the life that you deserve, the life that you want, and finding that joy in this sea of uh, scary stuff stuff that seems to get thrown at us. So uh, that's going to do it for, for this one, my friends. But I'd love to hear your thoughts, so please uh, reach out and let me know how you're doing in the comments below this is uh dennis snappy the second here this is another episode of the seeker podcast with six sense media at sixcentsmedia.net where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world i encourage you to be that change never stop questioning keep an open mind and let your intuition be your guide be water my friend be water my friend Water, my friend, my friend, my friend.